Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, a snowy day in Seattle, but luckily for me, all the roads were completely dry on my way into the station. I'm very, very happy, although Alyssa, my assistant, she took her car, too, because I'm making her drive home right after the show, because mm-hmm. it's already 33 degrees outside. Well, 27 degrees right now being reported in Seattle. Really? Yeah, okay. very chilly. My car must be just, like, showing what it's like with the heat on. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, it's, wow, 27 but, yeah, degrees. Yeah, temperatures are dropping in tonight. They say it could get down to around 19 degrees, wow. which is one of the coldest temperatures I've seen for around our area. Here. So, yeah. yeah. And for those of you who don't live in Seattle, you've never visited us in the winter, the city of Seattle owns three de-icing machines. All the other little cities around here don't own any. Mm-hmm. So we're like, I don't know how many Tacoma has, of course. It's a bigger city. Tacoma does a, a great job. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. I saw the plows going last night as the snow was coming down, and I was like, wow, oh, that's service. Okay, we, I've never <laughs> even seen one in my city. You know, I'm about, what, 15 minutes from here, 20 minutes from Seattle. So, yeah, so what happens in Seattle and when we snow it turns into rain, or mm-hmm. and then it turns into ice. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you have a four wheel drive or not; it's just not safe around here. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have to drive, it's it's worth staying home for today and uh, yeah. enjoying a cup of hot chocolate and listening to the show. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're grateful that Eric and I were both able to make it in, and people are safely driving on the roads, and we'll get home before it drops to nineteen degrees. <laughs> yeah. And today, of course, is Thursday, so I always interview a guest on Thursday, and I'm. Very thrilled and happy that we have Dr. Alan Geddes again on the show. He's a therapist and the author of The Happiness Solution, and it's all part of the dance. There was something missing from Dr. Geddes' life, although he had degrees from four different universities and was schooled in psychodynamics, supportive, and cognitive behavioral therapy. There seemed to be a key ingredient that was lacking in his therapeutic approach to helping others heal and thrive. That was in 1969. Okay, that was a little while ago. When his search for the missing ingredient led him to studies of world cultures in general, and Zen in particular. As the years passed and he became steeped in stories and Zen wisdom, he knew he had uncovered an important method of helping people to get unstuck and feel happier. Yes, Dr. Alan Geddes believes wholeheartedly in the power of stories. Thank you so much, um, Dr. Geddes, for coming back on the show. Thank you for having me back. Very glad to be here with you. Oh, thank you. I felt so good um, when we got off the air. I was so calm and relaxed. And I'm not normally an overly anxious person, but I have a very busy life like you do, I'm sure. So your voice was so soothing that as soon as we walked out of the studio, I'm like, okay, Alyssa, we got to get Dr. Geddes back on. Uh, Greatly appreciated. (laughs) Thank you. So your newest book is It's All Part of the Dance. Yes. Right. It's uh, just out. And it's really about giving you the mental health skills to move gracefully through life. You know, in life, uh, as the music changes, certainly so does the dance. And we need to learn how to move with those changes rather than resist them. So, of course, the stumble is part of the dance. The fall could be part of the dance. But really, it's a metaphor for learning how to move gracefully through life. 
I, you know, when, yeah. when something bad happens, our immediate tendency is to say or think, why me? But really, if, if you think about it, why not me? I mean, everybody gets something. We mm-hmm. all have our turns. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to continually be dealing with things that we wish didn't happen, I think learning how to deal with them, how to relate to them, how to resist them less and coexist with them more is a very important thing to do. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved what you said about when the music changes, when your life changes, which happens to everyone. Our life will not stay the same. Things happen. I think that's the everlasting truth, you know, mm-hmm. that everything changes. Mm-hmm. And if we could find our composure in those changes, we're going to find ourselves in a pretty good spot. Wow. But, um, you know, basically we have a hard time accepting what happens to us. You know, you know we're, we're not robots. We're human beings. There are always going to be loose ends. There are always going to be dishes to be done or bills to be paid, feelings of frustration or anger. So, you know, it's... It's something that it's never going to be completely the way we'd like it to be. Mm -hmm. Of course, we'd like it to be utopia. But if you really look at the origins of the word utopia, the Greek origins, it literally means no place. (laughs) So I think it's all part of the dance Uh suggesting that you can't have your proverbial cake and eat it too. You know, if we have beauty, we're going to also have the beast. Mm-hmm. If there's nirvana, there's going to be the dark side. If there's pleasure, there'll be pain. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is in life. But that doesn't mean that life is not a great and wonderful thing. So right. I think our unhappiness really has to do with our clinging to the notion that things need to be different than they are. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, not to mention the fact you get to do the happy dance when things get better or great surprises come in your life and uh, and learning how to slow dance comfortably when things are a little challenging. Yeah, and that's something that I actually say is, uh, for example, today, this is the one and only February 24th, 2011 that we're ever going to get. And the question that I ask is, can you slow dance with this day? Mm. You know, can you take this day close to you? Can you embrace it? And, and, and can you, instead of going through this day in a semi-unconscious way, in a same old, same old way, can you really wake up to this day and live it fully, half, um, not half-heartedly, mm-hmm. but, you know, wholeheartedly? Mm-hmm. And so I, I do make some, I, I think the dance is part of a metaphor that I use throughout uh, in terms of talking about things like slow dancing with the day. I think you're a poet, Dr. Geddes. Uh, <laughs> you say things quite beautifully, and I've read your books, and uh, there's lots of beautiful stories in there. And Thank is it, you. you're welcome, is it in your hope, too, that the stories provide coping mechanisms for others? Yeah, I, I, it's exactly you know what I'm hoping for. And wherever people find themselves and whatever situations, you know, I want them to try to get it that uh, our happiness is much more determined by our thoughts and what we pay attention to and our beliefs and our values than it is by our circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I just got a beautiful email today from prisoners. 
I forget which prison it was from, mm. but somehow my book had wound up in the prison, wow. and they were reading three stories a day, Wow! and then talking about them. And, you know, so here it is, I think, uh, in all walks of life, you know, happiness and unhappiness are very democratic. Mm-hmm. And it, you can, this goes across all socioeconomic cultures and all careers and all cultures. People are struggling to find their way. So I think, you know, whether we're talking about being in a prison or being in a cathedral, uh, the same principles apply. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I think of um, Nelson Mandela, you know, being imprisoned for 27 years. And he said one of his mantras was that he was the master of his own life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's hard for people to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Frankl, a psychiatrist who was imprisoned in a concentration camp in World War II and lost his whole family there and his wife and most of his friends, and somehow he survived. He wrote about it afterwards in several books, and he said he was a free man. And everybody said, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? You were in a concentration camp. You were starving. You had guns on you at all times. There were ovens. And he said, nobody could ever take away from me the freedom mm-hmm. to determine how mm-hmm. I was going to feel about any situation I found myself in. Mm-hmm. Right. So the prison really is the brain, uh, you know, our thoughts. And and that's one of the reasons why I think therapy in general is really healthy. You know, whether I have some clients who um, a small percentage who probably will be in therapy most of their life just because of the unique chemistry of their brain. And it just helps them, you know, move forward. And then, you know, I probably joined the groups of people who from, you know, when I got divorced, I was in therapy for two years. When my father passed away, I was in therapy for half a year. Just, you know, I think that's important for people to realize that you can't resolve all of that by yourself. And, and, And there's a lot connected to family. You know, there's a lot connected to family and life experiences. And that if we can get therapy, have a person who has wisdom and great coping mechanisms and can identify areas that we could have growth in, then we get to excel from the experience rather than letting it hold us back. Definitely. I I think we're essentially hardwired for happiness, you know, the same way as we're hardwired instinctually for sex or for appetite. Uh, And it's interesting because when people think altruistically, the same areas of the brain light up as when we are eating or having sex. So the thing is, well, how come? You know, I mean, if we're hardwired for happiness, why aren't we all happy? And I think what happens is something called history, just like you were saying. You know, we all have histories that impact upon us, and we learn things that definitely interfere with our being hardwired for happiness. Mm -hmm. So being in therapy and coming to terms with our pasts and our lives and learning how to think healthy, and unlearning what we need to unlearn, and learning or relearning what we need to, really does put us in a, in a whole different place. So I think a lot of it is conditioning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a very interesting little story about a bear who was taken as a cub and put into a cage, and The length of the cage was six feet, and he would walk six feet up and six feet back, and they would feed him. And he learned to do this. 
And he did that all the way till adulthood. And then one day the cage was thrown into uh, a wooded area by a tornado, and it, it opened up, and he walked out, and he was in the woods wow. by himself. Mm-hmm. And he looked around, looked, and then he walked six feet up and six <laughs> feet back. Wow. Six feet up and six feet back. So, you know, we, we are conditioned, and we have to really learn that our freedom, including our freedom to feel better, is pausing between the stimulus response units that we've been conditioned to believe in. So in that pause, we can change our lives. You know, In that pause, we can learn so much and we can make different decisions. So that pause is really uh, where we find so many important things, that, and that breaks our conditioned mm-hmm. habits. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, we are live here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're talking with Dr. Alan Geddes. He lives in New York, and he is the author of two wonderful books. I know you're the author of others as well, The Happiness Solution, and it's all part of the dance. And we have phone numbers. What do we have, Eric? We do, and we've got phone lines as well, and we'd love to hear from you today. We are live. Give us a call if you like at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. And we'll be right back with Marie Manu Cherry Show. Get to know your spirit guides at Marie's March 26th Saturday Workshop. Marie, along with her guides and yours, will help you to feel more confident in your connection. Your guides are with you at all times and are ready to steer you in the right direction. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides. You'll learn techniques to better understand their existence in your life and to communicate with them. Come join Marie at the Redmond Town Center Marriott on Saturday, March 26th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call 425-825-5671 to register. That's 425-825-5671. On Saturday morning, we are live from Arizona at the 20th Annual International UFO Congress. We don't know everything, Andy. There's plenty going on right now in the Twilight Zone that we don't know anything about, and I think we ought to stay clear. We're not staying clear. We're jumping into the middle of it with conference updates and interviews with some of the biggest names in the UFO community. Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, followed by the Gary Mann Show at 11 on the road from Scottsdale. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And 
welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle talking with Dr. Alan Geddes. I'm just going to speak a little bit more about his bio because it's so fascinating. Dr. Geddes spent two years as a Vietnam-era Army psychologist in the late 1960s. In the 1970s, he worked for seven years at a large mental health center as a chief psychologist. He's a clinical psychologist with a graduate degree, degrees from Central Michigan University, Utah State University, and Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. He has been in practice since 1974. That is amazing. I mean, you've really seen it all. I've seen a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I still wonder whether I've seen it all, but I've definitely seen a lot. Yeah, you have. So we're going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. And of course, uh, I will be happy to do readings, but you're, you know, this would be a great time to ask a question to a very educated, attuned, well-centered psychologist. So you might want to take advantage of that, too, if you're on the, on the line. So who do we have, Eric? Right now, we've got Lisa and Lake Stevens on the line. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hi, Lisa. Hi. So what can we do for you? So I was just um, wondering what is holding me back. What's holding you back, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, can you be more specific? Like, Um, is there an area of your life that's holding you back or that you feel stuck in? Yeah. um, In moving forward to be successful in my business. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Geddes, do you have some pearls? I know you have pearls of wisdom. Well, I'll talk generally about what I've found holds a lot of people back, and maybe, Lisa, some of this will apply to you. Well, thank Um, you. I, I, I know certain people have yesterday interfere with today, you know, and I, I think... You know, you want to make sure that you're not doing that, that you're not spending too much time looking backwards or too much time looking too far ahead of you. Because if you do that, if you're looking too far backwards, you're going to get stuck in the past and with feelings of regret and resentment and possibly unhappiness. And if you're looking too far in the future, it's really a lot about worrying and insecurity so I, I think if you break it down, you think, if I'm stuck, what do I need to do today to get unstuck? And you start uh, writing in pencil a little plan of action that's going to get you unstuck. I think sometimes the things that interfere and keep you stuck are things like taking uh, life too personally. I know that sounds paradoxical was because it's your life and you should take it personally. But when we take things too personally, why me, poor me, life stinks, I'm cursed, uh, that sort of immobilizes us. It brings about pessimism and negativity. So you want to make sure you're not taking things too personally, that you're not too perfectionistic, because if your measuring stick is perfection, It's going to be very difficult for you to feel like you are measuring up, and that's going to lead to inertia, and you're you're not going to get to where you want to go. So you want to have a good, realistic uh, measuring stick, short of perfection. I mean, it certainly can include doing your best and doing quality things, but uh, you don't want to get stuck in, in that particular trap. 
I think that actually pertains um, to you, Lisa, because when I look at your energy field, um, at your third chakra, which is a little enlarged, by the way, you're leaking a fair amount of energy through the mid-spine directly you know, from the back of the third chakra. And this is about um, self-love. Yours has a strong connection to your family, so you probably have a lot of strong links to your family. E- even if you don't spend a lot of time together, you probably think about it a lot or overanalyze the family relationship. And so when you leak energy from the solar plexus, which is rare, I've, I've hardly seen leaks um, from the mid-spine like that. Um, it, it's hard for you to move forward because you're, again, constantly thinking about how can I make everything work and have this whole situation healed, which could be um, some family dynamics, which, you know, from my perspective, I think family dynamics heal from just our own personal healing, not necessarily from the connections that we have from one another. Some people are very lucky and have some um, healthy relationships within their family. But you know, if we wait around for everyone to get healthy before we move forward, it's going to be a very long wait. Um, so I would uh, work on letting go of okay. everyone in your family, like really letting go. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you're a lovely person and I'm, I know that you're good and kind. So these aren't issues about compassion. This is just about you being compassionate with yourself and not waiting for everyone to be okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's you know, really some, good. Sometimes um, we need to find the courage to just give ourselves that unconditional friendship that we would like to get from others, you know, and, and to realize that it's okay for us to, to move ahead and to stop overthinking and to just take some action. And if it doesn't quite work out exactly like we were hoping, you know, we, we just pick ourselves up, we rethink it, and we figure out what's the next step. So, uh, again, overthinking may yeah. be at play here and not enough actual movement. And sometimes the antidote for negative thinking is positive action. Mm, I love I that. that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, I'm going to remember that one. Oh, that's really good. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much, Lisa. I hope that's oh, helpful. Thank you. It is very helpful. Thank you so much, both of you. Thanks, Lisa. Bye. Bye. So who do we have, Eric? Now we've got Ellen in Bellevue on the air. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I My question is this. I, my partner is deceased, and um, his daughter has a petition against me, uh, saying I took advantage of her uh, uh, ailing father, and I abused him, and I committed fraud. So she has a petition against me, and I'm wanting to know what he thinks of that and what the <laughs> outcome of that will be, because it's uh, I can't even believe it. <laughs> well, I'm sure, um, Dr. Geddes, you're going to have some great advice about grief, too. And, you know, this is a complicated situation. You know, because I think she's in grief. You know, she's just heartbroken that he's gone. And she didn't finish working on her issues regarding her dad before the two of you came together, you know. Um, one of the things that I know is that people who've passed over, they just don't care about all the earth stuff that we care about. Like yeah. I've had clients laying on this massage table say, my grandmother left me this ring, but my cousin took it. What does my grandmother think? And the grandmother's like, I don't really care. <laughs> you know, it's like whoever gets the ring, fine. But it's it's really the love and compassion. I just see him giving love to both of you and 
wanting you, regardless of how she responds, to feel good and know that, that, you know, the decisions you made were the best choices you could make at the time and that, you know, his daughter has her own issues that need to be resolved. I just see him sending love to both of you and um, wishing peace and resolution for you both. Um, Dr. Geddes, mm-hmm. yeah, you have some comments? Sure, sure. Um, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm just speculating, of course, but it may be that his daughter had a little bit of unfinished business with her father and is, is trying to reach some more resolution even after his death. And, mm-hmm. You know, if she feels that she's doing something in the service of protecting him or something like that, and whether it's a rationalization or not, mm-hmm. I mean, this may be in some way purposeful or meaningful, or maybe it is a way of her dealing with her grief. But I think the thing for you here is uh, to control what you're capable of controlling. You know, it would have been wonderful if she never petitioned. Right. It would have been wonderful if this was just the smooth and everybody was on the same page. But um, it happened. You know, she has petitioned. And now all you can do is decide how you want to respond emotionally and practically mm-hmm. to the fact that she did this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think uh, you've probably been through enough and you don't want to add anything extra to this. Right. So realizing you can't control her and what she does or says or petitions or doesn't, right. uh, you really want to just concentrate on controlling your response to it, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that you're seeing this as clearly as you can and do what you need to do practically and emotionally to take care of yourself and see you through this very delicate and complicated situation. Mm-hmm. So if you have trust in yourself and if you just don't allow uh, her or the situation to dictate your mental health, and if you keep realizing you have freedom of choice right. and that you need to make your mental health independent of whether she petitioned or not, and I think that would be a good way to approach this. Mm-hmm. It, it, it sounds really good. I've had a really hard time with that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be it, hard. It's not easy. Yeah, and, sleeping you know, has been a real issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you just have to... Uh, Realize that you can do very difficult things, and even if you feel that it's not being successful with your efforts, if you continue and you continue to believe in your ability to get through this and do this, mm-hmm. and you keep practicing doing it, mm-hmm. I think you'll be um, quite surprised pleasantly mm-hmm. by the results that you eventually get. Yeah, I agree, and I do think the outcome will be positive. You know, so. Uh, I think this is a difficult thing to prove, first of all, you know, right. that it's challenging to prove and there aren't any... Well, re- she lives out of state, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there just isn't factual, right. you know, information to support her complaint. Right. So it's it's hearsay, basically. And again, you like you said, she doesn't even live here. Right. So I think it will, you know, turn out in your favor. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, like Dr. Geddes said, that sometimes going through is something that she's started could help her in her grief process and help her come to some peace. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the two of you can, um, you know, at some point um, speak friendly and, 
you know, with compassion to one another because you've both loved this person. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's he's just sending you both love. That's great. Tons of love, and he thanks you for everything you did do for him because you were there for him, you know, um, when he was having a challenging time in a body, and he appreciates that very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's talk to Sherry in Kirkland. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hello, Sherry? Hello. Hi. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Good. How are you today? I'm doing great, thanks. Good. So what can we do for you today? Um, I was wondering if you could do a general uh, reading for me, see what kind of guides I have, and then mm-hmm. get uh, Dr. Geddes's input as well. Yeah, because I think, Dr. Geddes, yeah, I'm sure you have some great ideas about how to connect with guides or wisdom, and since mm-hmm. you love Zen <laughs> and all, all that, those wonderful practices. Um, so maybe if you don't mind starting first and giving her some um, input about how to connect with guides, because I think that's so important, or our yeah. internal wisdom. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing that jumps out for me is it's so important to just be open and receptive, you know, to, because so, we, we create our worlds really so much of, of what happens to us we create by what we believe and what we're open to receive. Mm-hmm. So in, to begin with, I think you just want to uh, really believe that uh, you can bring about what you're hoping to and that you can make the contacts that you are hoping to and that you just open yourself up fully to that and that you imagine it and that you ask for it and that you uh, do everything that you can to to bring it about. You know, I think that uh, it's so wonderful that we have these channels and, and really even miracles occurring all the time because one of the ways that I loosely define a miracle is, well, maybe if the odds were a million to one that it happened, you'd say that's kind of miraculous. And if you think about there, there are 300 million people in the United States, uh, that, that means that a million to one thing would probably happen a few hundred times every day. So I think, you know, being uh, really a believer and expecting this, is what I would advise. Mm, I think that's so that's great. so yeah. beautiful. And Mary, when I look at your guides, you have eight, which is the lucky number. You know, it's like it's a, it's the affinity sign. So there's always constant movement and um, collaboration. It's, it's about connecting to everything in the universe, the affinity. And um, so what your guides are telling me to tell you is, first of all, you know, maybe do a little reality check about how lucky you are, because sometimes people don't realize that they're lucky. You know, they just think, oh, well, it's supposed to happen that way. And, of course, it is. We're all meant to have wonderful things happen in our life. And then what they're asking you to do is to reach for more than you think you can accomplish or experience, that you have all this kind of luck behind you. So if you reach forward for more than you think, you know, that you can handle or that you believe you're allowed to have, that you'll be unpleasantly surprised. That's great. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day in snowy Seattle. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. 
And I do want to remind people we have a couple lines open. If you want to call in, feel free. Our numbers are 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. We'll be right back. Become a Reiki Master the weekend of March 4th through 6th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You'll learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams by becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You'll receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited, so call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com for more details. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. The Healing from Within, Supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. Coming in the new year, Hormone Health, the final DVD in the series. Following the herd is fine until they lead you off a cliff. Think for yourself. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Okay, that's one of my favorite commercials. I just love that one. That's great. I love Alternative Talk Radio, and I'm thrilled to be a member of KKNW. It's just a blessing, a blessing. It's just a blessing. So we are live talking with Dr. Alan Geddes, who lives in New York, and who is the author of two books. Well, actually, you're the author of more than two books, aren't you, Alan? Dr. Uh, five. 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 That's what I thought. Five books. Um, the Happiness Solution. It's all part of the dance. And what are the other books? Uh, seven Times Down, Eight Times Up. And um, Sun Face Haiku, Moon Face Haiku. So there's your reference earlier to my being a poet. Yeah, I want to read that one. And then I have a children's book out called In the Beak of a Duck. Oh my gosh. So what's that one about, the children's book? The children's book is. Um, about a hundred silly poems and silly, very zany drawings. Uh, in, in the order of Shel Silverstein, I don't know if you know his work. I don't know. Um, he did a, a, a wonderful series of books. I guess the the best known one was called A Light in the Attic. Hmm. And these are all black and white drawings and silly hmm. poems for 
kids of all ages. Wow, yeah, Eric's shaking his head yes, so you know that children's book, Eric? Oh, yeah, they were very popular when I was growing up. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit older than Eric, so maybe it wasn't released when I was a kid. And there was another one uh, at the end of the sidewalk or something like yes, that? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, two of your children, I don't know how many children you have, by the way, but two of your children um, are artists, and they've helped you with the designs of your book. Yeah, books. yeah. Um, it's a real family affair. We get everybody involved. And uh, my daughter is a very talented graphic designer. And my son is also a uh, very talented artist. And he does uh, makes a wonderful suggestions for the layout of the books. And we all put our heads together and hearts together, and we produce the book. What a blessing. That is just a blessing. Well, we're going to go back to the phone lines. So who do we have, Eric? Right now we're talking to Mary from Seattle. Hi, Mary. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Great. What can we do for you today? Um, I'm wondering if you could do a reading. I'm kind of wondering what kind of work might be next for me, and I'm looking for some guidance with that. You know, Dr. Geddes, this is one of the questions. It's probably the most popular question I get on the radio, okay. in my office. Yeah. So how do you approach this question? Ab- about uh, about what to do next in someone's life, you know, career-wise. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, the answers are always changing. So mm. it's a question I have to ask myself fairly frequently. Mm. Otherwise, I would just be relying on past answers, which I find are very time-limited for me. So I brainstorm, and I sometimes uh, look at, you know, what is it that's going to give me a spark? What is it that's going to stir the pot a little bit? I I like to use the expression, up the ante. Mm. For me, that upping the ante might be intellectual, it might be physical or emotional, or in in a myriad of ways, but it's produces a feeling of going in a direction that's life-enhancing. So I never know exactly what that might be. Last mm-hmm. year, it was studying the blues harmonica and taking up bird watching. I love that. And both of them really surprised me. I had no interest in either of them until I began to just open up to new possibilities. And mm-hmm. I drove everybody crazy for a while with my <laughs> bird watching and harmonica playing. Yeah, Mary, I think what he's also talking about is aligning to passion, because that's a great way to rediscover where where do I want to be career-wise. But what I'm picking up intuitively for you is that um, there's something you really do want, but for some reason it wasn't working out or you didn't feel the flow, so you kind of put it off to the side. And so now I feel like there's more frustration about it, and now you're wondering, well, maybe that's not it. But I think that if you have true passion for something, you need to keep the energy there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Hello? Yes. Yeah. So you do so this is true what I'm saying to you, that there was something that you really have a passion for, but you kind of pulled away from it? Um I can't think of what you might be referring to specifically, but mm-hmm. I can sit with that. Pardon? But you can say, well, no, let, let's, let's just do a little bit more in, investigation here. So, so you're not sure what you want to do career-wise. Is there, right. S- right. Is there something that you have a lot of passion and interest for that at some time you started to put some energy towards it, but for whatever reason there wasn't a flow or you felt some roadblocks and so you pulled back and, and it's making you regroup? 
Well, I have a lot of interests and passions, but none of them seem to be um, things I could make a living at. Right. So that, I think that's what I'm talking about. See, what happens is, it, what, what's happening is it's more about your belief system about how to make money. Because you have all, you know, as many people do, we, we have, because our society says, oh, you can only make money if you do blah, 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 you know. But I really believe that if people follow their talents, that they will be able to attract a lifestyle that is comfortable for them, that works for them. Because when you live in passion on a regular basis, you attract money and health and all kinds of wonderful things to support you. So I would hone in on the one that you think about the most, the one that intrigues you the most. And then what I would do is do some mirror work. I would look in the mirror and tell yourself out loud while making direct eye contact how fabulous and successful you are at whatever that is. And, and I think that will help to break down some of your belief systems and then things will come together to line it up for you. Okay. Okay. And I would work on that for like at least three months. In fact, what I do when I'm doing mirror work, I don't stop whatever it is that I'm working on until it materializes in my life. So that it can take more than three months, but I would definitely give it a good three months. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Now let's talk to Amy in Kirkland. Hi, Amy. Hi. I'm excited that the author who wrote The End of the Sidewalk is on the radio with you. I have fond memories of that book. Well, actually, um, Dr. Geddes didn't write that particular book, but he wrote a book based on um, what that author had written. Right, Dr. Geddes? Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he, um, he's been dead for a while, mm-hmm. but uh, I was greatly influenced by him. It would be a real so- feat if we had him on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a manifestation. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm going to be the best you could do after him. Yeah, and so it. you might want to get his children's book because that's what inspired him to write yeah. the the children's book. Yeah, Great. Yeah. So you have a question, Amy? I do. In the right occipital area where the access is on the back of the head, there is um, a fair amount of chronic pain, and there's a, about a 21-year-old car accident involved. And I really get that that area is all about speaking your truth about that um, consistently living your truth and verbalizing that to the world. In addition to working on that, what on a physical level beyond the chiropractic and massage can I be doing to get some relief from that pain? Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Geddes, do you have some ideas about um, what she's talking about in terms of that part of her head or what might be going on psychologically regarding that? Um, I can only speak generally to mm-hmm. that area and to, to that question. Uh, but, you know, I, I really would defer to you on that. But I'm I'm thinking that, you know, for so many issues involving pain and prior accidents and prior injuries, uh, you know, to whatever degree we're capable of relaxing our minds, uh, our bodies follow to some degree. So, mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes we resist so much that we... It creates further tension. So if we just, uh, again, find a way to really uh, have that pain and live with it in such a way that we are less conflicted and less bothered by it, which sounds difficult to do, a lot lot of times that area uh, will speak to us less. 
or when it does speak to us, it will be with a softer voice or it will be of less intensity and less duration. So whatever methods uh, could help bring about a softer stance in relation to it, aside from what needs to be done on a physical level, I, I think might be helpful. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And Amy, I recognize your voice, so I know you. And, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thrilled and happy to know you. And I do think that when you are stressed, that's when you start to notice things going on in your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we all have something that comes up to us when we're stressed, an area where then we, you know, we focus on that and it becomes more stressful. So I agree with him. You know, something must be up that's a little stressful for you. And so now your body's starting to show you how uncomfortable it is or painful. And um, I I would work on whatever that situation is in your life of of believing and feeling that it's just going to work out fine. You know, that it's Mm -hmm. going to flow beautifully. You're going to end up in some magical place in your life that's going to make you, you know, content and uh, thrilled because mm-hmm. I only see good things for you, actually. Um, so that's what I would do, and I think that that will. Because I know you, you know a lot about health and wellness, so I'm sure you've done everything or will do everything <laughs> for for that beautiful part of your head. So, yeah, I agree that I think it's your mind, and uh, calming that part down is going to release the occiput. And for your listeners, the only real relief I ever got that lasted for weeks on end was a session with you. You cleared some energy out. And I got more relief from that than any chiropractic visit or massage or anything ever got me. So. Oh, you are so sweet. Thank you. You're very kind and very talented. So don't worry about anything. Everything's going to work out great. Thanks. I wish you both a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Amy. Thank you. All right. Now we've got Sandra on the line from Bellevue. Hi, Sandra. Oh, well, hello. Um, what I was calling about today is I just feel stuck in all areas of my life. I am life circumstances. I ended up with only my Social Security, and so I do work full-time in retail mm-hmm. to, you know, compensate my income, but I'm... Um, you know, I have to work all kinds of weird hours, and it just really kind of wears me out. And I'm, I used to sell to retail. That was my former, before all buying went away from this area. But anyway, so that's why I'm doing, you know, working the retail thing, because I at least was familiar with it. Uh-huh. Everything from, you know, having to try to talk to people to open credit accounts. I mean, that's how you're assessed on your job, and if you're not doing that, you know, mm-hmm. you could lose your position. You know, one of, all, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, no, you go. Oh, I was just going to say one of the things I love about the guests that come on this show is that they're very intuitive. I mean, you know, Dr. Geddes is halfway across the country, has never met the people that I'm talking to, and he just gets great insight. I love it. So, Dr. Geddes, um, do you mind uh, responding to this? Yeah, you know, when when we're in situations that um, we're not feeling wonderful about, what happens is we begin to look at them as if we're looking through the zoom lens of a camera. If you've ever looked at something through a zoom lens, it takes up the entire picture. You know, and if we can switch lenses and put on a wide-angle lens, the same thing that was in the zoom lens is still there, but now it's in context 
of a much bigger panorama. And I think sometimes, you know, things go on in our life and uh, we hone in on them in such a way that it's sort of like we're fixated on them through the zoom lens. So we have to switch lenses. And for me, I always think, um, if I look for what's going right in my life, every day I'm going to find a thousand things. But I don't look for them. It's like one thing goes wrong, uh, like rubbernecking. You know, we, uh, mm-hmm. one thing, uh, an accident, and, and we get so entranced with that. So, you know, in terms of my own life, I always try to think about what's going right. And that helps me put things in perspective, and it really helps me uh, get a different vantage point on which to address what is not quite right in my life. So I, I think sometimes just having the wherewithal to switch lenses, to take a step back, to reassess, to look from a different perspective, you, you might find that answers come to you on how to proceed that weren't coming before. Yeah, I think that's absolutely beautiful because the truth is, Sender, you're healthy. And, um, you know, retirement, although that's, you know, in in the U.S., we have this whole idea, oh, we're going to work 40 years or whatever, and then we're going to retire, and then that's the life. I hope that, you know, everything is our life. And the fact that you're healthy, and even though there's only the Social Security right now, you're able to make your life financially smooth so that you can live somewhat comfortably. And I I think taking accurate stock of that rather than the American dream, which, um, you know, Social Security is changing anyway. I think I have to work till I'm 72, (laughs) which I'm actually looking forward to because, you know, I actually love to work. And I know that's part of what you're wanting to do. And I think Dr. Geddes's idea about opening the lens will help you find the good in your life, which can attract you to more good, like perhaps a job that feeds you more spiritually or emotionally. Yeah, so how does that sound, Sandra? Well, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, well, I mean, I think you, I mean, you're holding on to that lens just a little bit. And that's what happens when you have that focused lens. It's like, but no, I can't, I can't let go. I can't move my eye. I'm stuck here, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> I've just, in my heart and my mind, tried to research something that I could do that would, you know, just be a much happier I, I don't dwell try not to dwell on negativity really mm-hmm. but I some days I just have the days when I just have to say this is reality you are not happy with what you're doing and you're kind of just stuck even with your living situation and which I think I have to change too which is a big issue in my life well I think that if you um, do what Dr. Geddes is suggesting um, then you'll pull more passion, joy, happiness. You know, you relax that focused, difficult feelings that you're having. And then other things can come into that viewfinder. You know, it's like when the scope is so small, as he described, that's pretty much all you're going to attract and experience. But if you open it up, then things can sneak in and you're going to have a new perspective. So, and, and, and you know what I love, Dr. Geddes, is I love when people have resistance because then you know for sure you're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. When people resist something, it's, it's really what's next. And that's really about the human condition is recognizing where the resistance is and then when you can, embracing it and moving forward. Would you say that's true, Dr. Geddes? I would. I would. You know, a, a lot of times um, what we're 
resisting is really the path we need to take. You know, there's an old expression, the obstacle is the path. So what we're initially seeing as off the mark or, or something that doesn't apply to us, sometimes we need to open up to at least the possibility because our resistance is uh, telling us something, you know, telling us something maybe important. So it could be a teacher in that sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we um, encourage you to uh, step into the resistance. Okay? I appreciate the advice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. You too. Yes. Yeah, what were you going to say, Eric? I'm sorry. I was just going to go to the next caller if go you're right ready. Go right ahead, yes. All right, fantastic. Let's bring Kathy on from Seattle. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. Okay. Um, I was calling to see how many guys I had and if they had any message for me of any sort. Sure. And um, one of the things that I'm picking up on is that you actually do hear what your guides say, but you don't um, want to listen. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, I think Dr. Geddes, that's, a, that's also a challenging part for us that, you know, when for those of us who do receive guidance, uh, but then we want to push it away and go, no, not, th- not that. Mm-hmm. I, again, back to the resistance in a way. Do you have some suggestions about how to embrace the guidance that we, that we receive? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, that uh, it's worth at least... Uh, getting into a relaxed posture, relaxing your mind, and then reconsidering the very notion that was something that you initially believed just is off the mark or is not fitting. I think if you can, it's sort of like if you're in the middle of an argument and you're going to continue to argue, the likelihood it's not going to go very well. If you can take uh, five minutes and compose yourself and then revisit the situation in your mind and rethink it and and approach it a little bit differently after a hundred breaths or so. Uh, Sometimes it it just appears differently to you and you see things that you didn't see before. So I I think um, something along those lines, you know, if something feels off the mark, maybe it is, but if you revisit it uh, and see again what you get from it, yeah, because Kathy, Kathy, that's what they're saying to your guides. Like she's not listening, and she oh. can she can hear us, and she's not listening. <laughs> you know, so that you have this lovely connection with your guides, but you're just not taking stock in you know the information. So that's what they're recommending. I like that hundred breath idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Yes. The what? Could, could the you? Yeah, the hundred taking a hundred breaths. You know, when you're getting guidance, you know, just breathe into it, relax, because then you'll get more as well. Breathing changes our physiology, our brain chemistry, or, or I mean, our biochemistry, our brain compounds, and it really does affect how we receive and deal with uh, new information. Yeah, that's fantastic. It, that's something I teach, you, you know, with people who are doing energy work to breathe because mm-hmm. it helps them breathe in more energy and and then facilitate energy for their clients. So, so we wish you the best of luck, Kathy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Dr. Geddes, how can people get a hold of you? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Oh, I thought I, I thought I lost you. No. So how can people get a hold of you? Um. My website, uh, www.drgettis, that's just D-R-G-E-T-T-I-S, dot com. 
or they can call me, 201-784-0694. And they can also reach you on Facebook. You have a lot of friends on Facebook. I, I do. I'm, I do. I'm happy to be one of them, but, you know, you're going to have to get a fan page here pretty soon. You know that, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. I, I know. I'm, I'm still trying to get savvy with the social media. Oh, you're doing great, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm off to a good start. I yeah. think you are. And your newest book, uh, It's All Part of the Dance, they can get that off your website and where else? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's... On Amazon or Barnes & Noble, it's on Kindle and Nook, and it's also at my website. Wonderful. Well, as always, I have thoroughly enjoyed this hour. I'm. You are definitely going to be a regular on the show. Oh, great, yeah, great. You're just yeah. wonderful. I love your advice and your energy. Thank you so much for helping. Thank you. You're and I learned welcome. so much from listening to your answers. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for helping our callers. Have a oh, wonderful day, Dr. Geddes. You too. Thanks, right. Marie. Bye-bye. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. I'll be back on Tuesday for Boot Camp for the Soul. Bye-bye.